grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Hey guys, welcome to the show tonight. Uh, my name is Charlotte, and I'm going to be your host for the next hour or so. we got a great guest for you. Uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. You're going to really like this show. In fact, she's we're going all the way down under. She's in Australia, so this is uh, noon, around noon for her, and it's our regular 6.30 show Pacific here. I want to share something with you guys. Um, I'm the, Well, after I do the whole spiel, I am the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. You can find us at www.californiahaunts.com. Dot org, and we are 35 strong up and down the state of California, but we don't only have only have team members in California. We have team members in Oregon, Washington, Nevada, and Hawaii as well, and we're totally nonprofit, so we don't charge for our services. We're here to help you, you know, to help you see if you actually have stuff going on in your house or not, that sort of thing. Anyway, something I want to share with you guys. Whatever your beliefs are, something really cool happened this afternoon. Yesterday, as I uh, posted my dog passed away and uh, 17 years old and I was really despondent. I mean, all night and into the day fell asleep this afternoon for a short nap and she came to me in a dream and it was really cool. It was very short. It must've been probably in dream time, probably under a minute, but she was there and, and, and she was, she was a rescue dog. So she had, she had her problems. And uh, so she was never really overly affectionate. I think the whole time I had her in eight years, she probably licked, licked my hand like five times. So when she came, she put her, um, I was, I was in the standing position in the dream and, and she put her head on the side of my leg and she was actually smiling. Kelpies have this, this, uh, crazy smile and she was actually smiling. And again, the only time I, I've seen her smile once before when she was out in the backyard chasing squirrels, you know, so it was something for her to come right away like that. So I was really, really happy with that. And so I'm more at ease with what happened, you know, with, with the fact that she passed away. Anyway, that's my little story for today. And, and if you do have pets that pass away, do look out for signs from them because they do come back they, to visit you. I've had it happen multiple times with another dog that I had. Anyway, our guest tonight is Judy Carroll. Judy Carroll has been abducted by the gray aliens set for the last 60 years and she's also kind of got a rapport going with them in, in that she has had meetings with them to talk about what's going on with the earth because in a lot of ways and I'm, you can clarify this with her but if i remember this, everything correctly you know the grays are concerned about what we're doing to the earth so it's going to be an interesting conversation tonight so without for oh yes let me do this my gosh i'm ahead of myself uh, if you want to visit all of the videos that we've done for the show, you can go to www.CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com, and all our videos are on there. It's, it's like 155 videos are on there, and you'll find the archives just by going to the top. It's, it's, it's done by month, so you'll be able to get in the archives that way. And we are looking for more YouTube subscribers. You guys are doing really good. I, I have a goal of reaching at least 200 subscribers by the uh, end of January, so if you go over there and... Uh, Go to YouTube and push that subscribe button. I'd really appreciate it so we can keep, you know, these shows going. Anyway, without further ado, I'm going to bring Judy in the room. And Maurice is, Maurice is in the house. Okay, let's bring Judy in the room. 
Hello, how are you doing? Hi, how are you, Charlotte? But you didn't know I was a crazy woman, huh? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Gotta be crazy. <laughs> so, how's the weather down under? Aren't you guys on an opposite thing to us? Uh, yes, we are. We're in the summer at the moment. Um, and actually, it's beautiful weather because normally our summer is very, very hot and humid. And in fact, yeah. over the other side of Australia and Perth, they're getting about 40 degrees centigrade, which is oh, over 100, I think, in Fahrenheit. Yeah. We're, we're actually having a nice, cool, rainy week this week in Brisbane. So well, that's good. See, now it's rained. It stopped raining here for a couple of days. It's going to pick up again. But there's a record snowfall up in the mountains. Yeah, they, right oh, that's right. They said something about yeah. that on TV. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I was thinking, you're in the middle you know, of winter there. Yeah, and being and being me and who I am, you know, because I used to work up in uh, up, up in the mountains, and you know, the, the Donner Party is a bit, a bit, you know, a big story. Right. You know, the poor people yeah. that got trapped. And I was thinking of that because it was one of those deals where that that snow had fallen so like it did this time, where they didn't expect that much snow, and then it happened, and that's what's going on. There's still people left there without power and everything. Oh wow, wow! So they did say think. something on TV that California depends on the snowfall for their water yes. supply. Yes, we yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it should be interesting, but a lot of the way that works because I was a news, like I said, I was a newspaper reporter up in that area. Yeah. Is when they me it's not it's not a case of measuring the snow. They they go in and they measure the water content in the snow. Ah, okay, okay. So if it's a dry, if it's a dry water, you know, there could be all kinds of snow up there, but it might not be wet enough. Right, right. To right. add to the water. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens when they start doing that stuff. Because I, I yeah. used to go up on those all the time. Back in the old days. <laughs> Strap on the snowshoes and go trudging. But you know what? In the summer, it gets hot here like it does in Australia. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 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 I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's fairly humid too, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah it gets know. like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, if anybody in Australia is listening, I'm looking for a new another Kelpie. So, <laughs> yes. I've had five Kelpies. I love my Kelpies. Oh, beautiful. And that was a lovely They're, dream you had. You were just talking about. That was great. Called. Yeah, that I didn't even expect so that. Special. Because the last Kelpie I had, it took like three weeks before she came. This one came right away for right, me. So, right. I just wish oh, it would have lasted longer, but can't have everything. Yeah, yeah never mind. At least she did. Yeah. <laughs> She's still all right, let's talk. Spirit. It's enough about me. It's enough about the weather. That's enough about all that BS. <laughs> Tell me about you. Tell everybody, you know, what your background is and how you got in with the greys. Okay, long story. Um, I'll try and shorten as much as I can. I'm actually what's known as a blended or dual soul in that mm -hmm. um, I have conscious uh, a conscious energy connection with both Earth Plane humans and the Grey Collective. And I've chosen this. I made it a pre-birth choice to do this so that I could take part in the mission that we're carrying out at the moment. Mm -hmm. All the ETs are carrying out on Earth at the moment with the big shift that's going on. Um, and what a dual soul person is, we've basically got a foot in both camps in that um, as a pre-birth choice, I tuned in and connected with the Earth Plane Collective Consciousness and also the Grey Collective Consciousness so that I can understand the uh, viewpoint of both and I can work as an ambassador between the two races. Um, I sort of live half down here and half up there, so I've got conscious yeah. experiences of being a Grey up on the ships. So in my case, it's not a case of being abducted. I actually work up there. Okay, <laughs> okay. Mm. Okay. When you talk about making a birth choice, what does that mean? I mean, it was something that 
before you were born, you, you somehow made a choice to do this? Yes, before we're born, we're pure soul energy. Um, okay. the, physical, the physical part of us is very, very minute compared to the whole soul. And before we come into a life, we make all our, 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 like our life choices beforehand, mm -hmm. right down to when we're going to die, how we're going to die, uh, the family we're going to be born into, um, the, the country and the culture, etc., etc., etc. So okay. all these are birth, uh, are birth choices or pre-birth choices made by the soul before we incarnate down here into physical form. Okay, interesting. I've never yeah. thought about that, but I mean, I've seen movies about that, of course, but I've never really thought about that as as far as like con like in contact with the greys or the aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, even, even people who are undergoing seemingly frightening contact with the greys, providing it's genuine contact, I mean, there is some fake stuff going on, but providing mm -hmm. it's genuine, they have actually made a pre-birth choice to have this happen because the greys are the um, universal geneticists and we work very much with soul energy and so when a person comes to a point when they're ready to start waking up to the greater reality you know the bigger part of their whole being right, right. they will um, contact the greys before they, they come into the life and an agreement is made that help will, will be brought to them during this life but the problem is, is because we make these choices pre-birth and we can only bring through about 10% of our potential consciousness, most people don't remember these um, decisions that they've made. Uh, and this is where the difficulty comes in. You know, we turn up, okay, you know, we're ready to help you. And, ah, great. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, you're floating out your window. I actually made the choice myself um, not to remember um, up until about 15 years old. Um, I didn't remember the, the, the fact that I'm a dual soul. I forgot now completely because of the fact that <clears throat> I do a lot of work helping people to get past their fear of the ETs. So I made a choice that I would experience this fear fully, you know, full on as a child so that when they approach me now, I understand totally where they're coming from. I have total empathy with them. Uh, so, you know, none of us are, are exempt from forgetting. Some can remember, right. but most don't. <laughs> right. Are there good ETs and bad ETs? No, no. The, all the negative stuff is coming from down here, from a much more ancient earth human um, reptoid group. We're mammalian earth humans, but this whole group are reptoid earth humans. And this is the reason why I talk about them in my uh, late, or not latest, second, third latest book, Extraterrestrial Presence on Earth, and I call them the Repterans because they're reptoids, they were created out of the dinosaurs, and Terrans because Terra, T-E-R-R-A, Earth. And they're the okay. ones who are causing all the problems, and people think that they're ETs because they can disguise themselves as ETs. So at one time were the ETs and then did they, did they just merge with whatever down here or are they just a separate thing altogether different? Um, there have been a number of ET races down here. Uh, okay. The Greys actually originated on Earth as a group known as the Ant People. Uh, so in a way, the Greys are also from Earth and this is why we have so much caring for the planet um, and we're right into ecology and things like that and, and it really ups, upsets us to see what's happening with the planet. Um, some ETs have come in from off-planet. Every Earth human is an ET hybrid, an actual fact, because we all have ET genetics in our makeup. 
Makes sense. Makes sense to me. So you start. So you started having these things. You know, visiting. We'll say visiting. So don't use abduction. <laughs> but you started visiting <laughs> with the Greys like sixty years ago, right? Oh no, over sixty years ago. Over sixty years. Over sixty years. Yeah. So when you started to want to remember this stuff, what 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 was it like? What, you know, what happened exactly when you were say a teenager and you were, you were remembering these things? Yeah, my, my first experience was around age 15. I had one of those um, um, body paralysis experiences. Um, one of the um, contactees calls them mind awake, body asleep, in mm -hmm. which you are aware of something happening, but you can't move or call out or anything. And my experience, this particular experience was quite scary because <laughs> um, I could see the doorknob in the bedroom turning and I knew someone was out there in the middle of the night yeah. um, and I tried to, to get up you know to go call my parents or something couldn't move a muscle couldn't call out I mean I was screaming at the top of my voice but nothing was coming out um, and then the weird thing was I just lost consciousness and I woke the next morning remembering the experience but you know that was as far as it, was, it went mm -hmm. but after that I started becoming aware of having this um, sort of guide teacher around me and i knew that he wasn't human but i'd never heard of ets back then uh, right. in, in australia it's a little bit different for you folks over there with the roswell event and all that back then in the 1950s and 1960s in australia no one knew anything about ets you know it just wasn't part of our reality so i began to think of this being as this person or this teacher as being a devic spirit and he gave me a lot of guidance right from age 15. He got me into doing dancing professionally and it wasn't until years later I realised why he pushed me in that direction. Um, it was to get me onto the meditational sort of wavelength sure. so that I could take in um, teachings. I, I actually did flamenco dancing. My great-grandmother wow. was a flamenco dancer and a psychic medium which I didn't know at the time um, right. and this is actually a shamanic tradition the Spanish gypsies who perform flamenco are shamanic you know all the gypsy people are and because part of the shamanic tradition is putting oneself into trance state with like drum beats or something like that so this is how flamenco works so I had to train myself to be able to dance with my feet plus playing castanets but at the same time, getting myself into this higher state, they talk about it as duende in the Spanish gypsy language, mm -hmm. um, and, but at the same time, I had to stay with it enough to be able to follow the very, very strict beat of the music. And this proved to be wonderful training for many years later when I started doing automatic writing because I can link in upstairs but write mm -hmm. down here, you know, write out what I'm being told. Um, so that was the beginning of my training. And then um, at age 30, I had a massive, massive contact experience in the middle of the afternoon. Uh, I started feeling a bit off colour and I went to lie down on a bed up in a very quiet bedroom. I shut the door because my, my um, husband's partner, uh, family were over, mm -hmm. my partner's family. And um, anyway, I went off again into this sort of body paralysis state with this loud buzzing sound in my ears, giving me a headache. It was so loud. <laughs> and again, I couldn't move, couldn't call out, couldn't do a thing. Wouldn't have helped anyway because everyone else was outside. Um, 
And the next thing I found was three greys standing in the room beside the bed, two of them between me and the window on my left, and it was full daylight, about two o'clock in the afternoon, and they were so physically there that they blocked out the light from the sun coming oh. in through the window. I couldn't see through them. <laughs> anyway, we had a very, very long conversation, and uh, I immediately my fear just dissipated because I immediately recognised them as family. I recognised my teacher as being one of them, and they made a bit of a joke and they said, "It's time for you to move back to town. Stop hiding yourself away out here. We're out mm -hmm. on the country property, so stop hiding yourself out here. It's time for you to get back to work." And they proceeded to um, give me. Um, advice on what I needed to do to get back to work, which of course I didn't even know what the work was then. And they said, you need to learn to meditate and because you're a dancer, you'll find it hard because it's so physically oriented. So mm -hmm. take up Tai Chi, which I didn't even know what, what was back then. So they explained it's sort of like yoga. And they told me um, that I would need to learn an alternative natural healing method and that I would need to move back to the city. So we had a very, very long conversation. Again, missing time obviously happened because I woke up about an hour later. Um, and over the next three years, all these things came to pass. I moved back to town. Circumstances changed in our life, forcing us to move back to town, which we had no intention of doing. Um, I found Tai Chi classes just around the corner, which again, I found out is called moving meditation. So that was just wonderful. Um, our next door neighbor, um, left and new people came in and one of them had been meditating for 10 years and her teacher from down south had just moved up north here to Brisbane and she was starting up a closed meditation circle and I was invited to join. Me had never meditated in my life <laughs> to, to join a closed meditation circle and it was during that circle where I learned spiritual uh, hands-on healing and um, started getting channel teachings coming through from the Greys, the teacher, Grey teacher I work with, he's a, um, actually a mantid teacher by the name of Maris, a tall Grey, and um, that started me on my writing career and then soon after that I was introduced to Reiki and um, I really you know, took to that straight away and it all sort of happened from there. So now I teach Reiki, I teach Tai Chi, and, and wow. I've been working with the Greys for years and years. <laughs> That's incredible. What an incredible story, you know. <laughs> and you see, from, from my understanding, is, is you actually go there and you sit in on meetings with them. What's discussed at the meetings? Oh, look, all sorts of things. Um, we had a meeting up on the ship back in um, 2011, I think it was, November 2011. I'll, I'll lose track of time a bit because they don't work by time up there. Mm -hmm. um, and at that meeting, I'd, I'd already had two books published. My first book, The Zeta Message, and my second book, Human by Day, Zeta by Night. And I just got them written and published. That's that's them coming up on there the screen. There you go. See, I got yeah, you back. Brilliant. Oh, that's magic. That's real magic. Um, <laughs> yes, I, <laughs> I just got them finished and got them published and out there. It was sort of, phew, thank goodness for that because I'd been actually told to write these books years before. Um, and this on this uh, at this particular meeting, we were discussing what was to be done about the hijacking of the planet by these reptarians. Um, and of course, somebody said to me, well, why don't you write a book on it? 
<laughs> so that was what was discussed at that meeting, how all of us could help with this um, hijacking, which, which is what's happening now. We're down here all working again, you know, about this at the moment. Um, yeah, I was just clicking on something. Uh, <laughs> I need a new button to sit here like this. I, I need a producer behind the scenes, but I think it's not going to happen yet. Um, what's it like on the ship? I mean, you know, you, you see like these things on TV, you know, like even these silly movies like the Travis Walton. Not, he's not silly, but you know what I mean? These movies that, that try to depict what people have seen, like what Travis Walton saw, what Betty and Barney Hill saw. What, what are the ships like? Yeah, they're, they're very good descriptions. Um, the, all those descriptions have been extremely good. Um, another friend of mine who's one of the hybrids who was featured in uh, Meeting the Hybrids book by Miguel Mendonca has just had her book published, um, Star Being in the Mirror, Jacqueline Smith, and she goes into great detail about being up on the ship. Um, basically, it, it is the way they describe it. There's a a light there but it's not sunlight as soon as you move into a room a light comes on it's like the light comes out of the walls everything is is like it's been molded which basically it has been so everything's sort of white and clean and very clinical uh there are no sharp edges anywhere um i always get very homesick when i see those pictures from um ancient greece or you know on the greek mm -hmm. islands with those beautiful houses those white houses up the hill with the little archways and that that's mm -hmm. what it always reminds me of being on the ship with that white molded look to it um of course there are crew quarters and there's um um, you know, entertainment areas, relaxation areas. I mean, but yeah, there's all different ships. All the ships are sort of different in their way. Some are bigger, some are smaller. Um, there are some little ones that only carry about six people, and then there's a huge ones that are almost like you know suburbs. They're so you wow. know absolutely huge, huge, and they've even got facilities like bathrooms and that because some people need those. <laughs> Okay, I was that's my next question was do, do they I mean how similar really uh, they don't, I mean they don't look like us obviously but how similar are they to us in the stuff that, that they do aboard ship? Um, the the greys you mean or or because the, the there's grays. so yeah the greys yeah. they look there are many many different types of greys so it's very hard to generalize but all of them have that same large head small thin mm -hmm. body um, they they're actually evolved as i mentioned before they've evolved out of ants insectoids ant people right. on earth whereas humans evolved out of the primates so uh, i mean earth humans so earth humans are mammalian um there are some ets who are reptilian there are some uh, uh, avian ones there are some cat-like people there's, there's massive numbers of humans all over the universe who've all come out of different um backgrounds they've all been bioengineered out of different animal forms um and with the greys, you've got little ones about three three foot tall. You've got the five foot tall ones, and then you've got the really tall, the very very tall ones. Uh, the teacher I work with is probably about oh, eight foot tall. Oh. I'm just trying to think, trying to stand in front of him, you know, way up. There. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. So when you were first being taken, and, and you know, and like you say, you you wanted to have your memories after a while, you know, of being taken. Were yeah. you afraid? I mean, did, did did they do tests on you like like everybody says that they're doing on people? Oh look, I was absolutely terrified. Um, I can't actually remember consciously a lot of what happened. 
Uh, the only con really clear conscious memory I have is of being taken up our, st our street when I was about three years old, holding the hand of this tall, thin female who I thought of as being my grandmother. And she took me onto what I perceived in my child's mind as being a train. I was taken to a train station and taken to board the train. And I can remember as far as stepping on board, that's as far as I can remember. But I know that it was a very pleasant experience because mm -hmm. after that I asked my real-life grandmother, on a number of occasions, when are you going to take me back on the train again? It was fun. I want to go again. And of course, she had no idea what I was talking about. And oh, it must just be a dream. <laughs> um, but for years after that, um, I knew that there was something up the top of our street. And in actual fact, it was just a quiet cul-de-sac. There was no train station or anything anywhere near. So it took me years and years to realise that I was actually taken onto a ship um, so that was one of the experiences that I sort of re remember. And I also had the fears that a lot of people who are having contact with the greys have in that I was terrified of dolls and puppets, um, things like that. I had a thing about eyes. First as a child I was terrified. I remember I had a picture in one of my books of this cat hiding in a bush and it's just its eyes showing and my mum had to black it out. I was so scared of it. Same thing with a picture of a puppet, she had a blackout. Um, after, As I got a bit older, I started getting a bit of an obsession with eyes and I used to draw them all over my school books. <laughs> Maybe that's the obsession I have with ja those, ja those uh, jack-in-the-box things because when they jump out, oh, my whole oh, life, no. even as an adult, oh, my God. You know? <laughs> I was always terrified of anything like that. Oh. No. <laughs> I, I believe I had talked with Kathleen Martin and I don't remember who I, I talked with a lot of folks like yourself and I know I talked with somebody that, that described, I think it was Kathleen I believe it's Kathleen Martin or I'm, I'm not going to hold myself to it but it's somebody that had written a children's book about the greys and she had talked about how in the children I don't think it was Kathleen but it was a psychologist that I interviewed and she had talked about these children that she had, you know, done hypnotism on to, to, to get what happened to them because, of course, they blocked it out. And how the Greys actually had, like, little game rooms and stuff set up for the kids. They do. They do. Okay. Yeah, yes. My friend Jacqueline talks about this in her book a lot. Um, the ch children are taken up on the ship for classes. I was actually mentor to a friend's daughter who was taken up on the ship like that regularly. Mm -hmm. She was taken up every night and I, I was sort of a mentor to her up there. And I used to allow her to see me <clears throat> half in my grey body and half in my human body. So I used to be in my grey body but I used to keep my long hair on her. You know, long plait <laughs> um, so that she it would help her fear and they were given things like that to do though they're taught how to manipulate energy how to you know levitate little blocks and colorful balls and things like that um, and how to um, manifest things just purely with their consciousness because that's the training that the star children are being given now and I guess that would be to help um, so that they the, it's easier for them to communicate with you mm, mm. Yeah, because a lot yeah. of the, a lot of the people say they don't move their mouths. It's just that they can tell because it's coming it's coming yeah. through their mind. Yeah, okay. I I actually had a lot of um, trouble with this um, growing up until I realised you know my dual soul thing. I think I have grey genetics in me um, because I have always had trouble 
opening my mouth and speaking out. And to be able to get up and do an interview like this has taken massive, massive training on my part. Um, I was educated in a convent and I actually did elocution classes with the mother superior. And, and she was a real okay. sweetie, so I used to love that. Um, so that helped me. Getting up on stage, performing helped me. I now teach Tai Chi where I have to stand up on a stage and call the name of the moves out. So that's helped me. But at the same time, my grade teacher, Maris, actually came in one night during my sleep state and gave me a massive, massive face and mouth massage. And I could feel these long, you know, got really long fingers going right down into my throat, right down this far, massaging all around. And I telepathically said to him, you know, what are you doing? And he said, I'm, I'm hel helping to heal you, help to help you to speak out. Um, it wasn't unpleasant. It was okay. I mean, if a human did it, it'd really, you know, choke you. But it wasn't. He wasn't doing that. Um, but they do press very hard when they do healing. Uh, and sometimes he was standing in front of me, sort of coming in that way. Other mm -hmm. times he was around the back of me and pressing so hard and supporting me against his body and pressing really hard. Um, so I have had a lot of healing and preparation to enable me to do this work. That's. That's terrific, actually. Now, when you talk about your gray body versus this body, how how does that work? Because do you be? I mean, when when you go aboard, do you turn into a gray or? Yeah, yeah, basically shape shift. Um, I actually okay. saw myself do it one night in the mirror. Um, when I go to bed, this this is why I entitle my second book "Human by Day, Zeta by Night," because when while my human body's sleeping at night. My mm -hmm. astral form or my spirit form gets up out of it and takes on grey form up on the ship. Yeah, that's the one human by yeah. day, say to my You've got a very efficient producer there. <laughs> I just like pushing buttons, that's all. I like Photoshop and pushing buttons. <laughs> yeah, and actually one night I, I got up and um, out of my body, I was aware of stepping up out of my body, and I caught sight of myself in the bed mirror. Because, of course, once you're in astral form, then everything around you, you can also, also perceive on the astral level. So I could still see the mirror um, and I could see myself in it. And I don't know if you've ever had an experience of leaving the body, but a lot of people who have get a bit of a shock when they look back and see their human body. You get this sort of um, sense of, oh, yeah, is that how I, how I look? <laughs> Anyway, I saw myself in the mirror and got this, oh, yuck. <laughs> and then the, and the next second I shape-shifted into my grey form and it was just like this huge wave of relief came over. Well, thank God for that. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's the same thing like when you, when you hear your voice on a recorder for the first time. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I know, I know. It's so that weird. feeling with that. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> I've never heard of anybody that, that, that shape-shifts, so you're the first one I've met. That, that sorry, let's say you're that the again. first person I met that is a shapeshifter. Oh, right, okay, okay, yeah, that's I've really cool. Had, yeah, I've actually had people come up to me after I've done talks, um, very, very independently. You know, a couple come up here, some you know, at another talk, someone will come up and they'll say, You're actually shapeshifting into your gray form while you're speaking, huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of aware it's happening. Um, I try not to let it happen, but I can't really control it when it does happen. But it doesn't. It doesn't happen uh, physically. It's more a natural thing, or higher, you know, like on a higher right, energy right. level. But a clairvoyant can pick up on it. That's that's really cool. I actually <laughs> had again, again, I had a really <clears throat> funny experience once. Um, 
I, I used to run a Reiki group and one of my Reiki people had a friend who was working with him whose son was having ET contact experiences and was very scared and the father was very concerned. So my Reiki friend uh, organised for him to come over and speak to me. So he came over one evening and I was just sitting out on the sleep out here, here where I am now talking and it was probably about 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock at night and I normally get to bed by that time because I go upstairs to work up on mm -hmm. the ship. And anyway, there was this massive crack in the corner of the room. We both jumped and he was facing the corner. He said, oh, my God, a greys appeared in the corner of the room. So, of course, I just came out. Oh, yeah, I'm late for work. They probably come to pick me up. <laughs> then he turned back and looked at me and apparently I was side to shape shift as well. Wow. The poor, the poor fellow, he got out as fast as he could. <laughs> That's funny. That I, I felt bad. I mean, I didn't mean for it to happen, but it did, you know, when the other one came in. And he was apparently very clairvoyant and he could see all this going on. <laughs> he never came that's, back. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I've been with psychics that, you know, to, to talk about stuff like that. I've, I've been, I, there was a particular psychic on my team that when she would channel people, she wouldn't warn me. <laughs> so it's kind of similar to that, you know, when you're walking yeah. through a room and all of a sudden there's this person next to you going, rrr, 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 you know, you're just like, <laughs> what the hey? What's happening yeah, I, here? I know, you know, I know. It does take you by surprise. And my, <laughs> even my old meditation teacher, God lover, it happened in front of her a couple of times and she used to get out as quick as she could. I remember she was open once for a cup of coffee or something and the shape shifting started and she really made very fast excuses. <laughs> what are you? Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. I can really see that. And as I um, say to as I say to people, whether I'm in this form or I'm in my grey form, I'm exactly the same person. I'm no different. Right. I've got, You're just, I've got a great sense of humour over there too. You just have long fingers and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> That's really cool. Though. Now, let's talk about what are they... Like like with you, you know, you're getting information from them, obviously, you know, from meetings to, to pass the information on to the rest of us. But you know, all these, uh, you know, I guess word everybody uses abduction, all these abductions that go on, what is the goal of all these abductions? Okay. The, the, it's all to do with the shift of planet Earth from fourth to fifth world consciousness. Um, and Earth humans have to start operating in, in 5D. Like we're operating in 3D at the moment, or some of us in 4D. But um, humanity, if they want to go on with their planet, and, um, you know, we're, we're one at oneness with the planet. So, you know, we right. want to be able to go on with the planet. We need to be able to start operating in 5D. But the trouble is, is our DNA was interfered with by the reptarians long ago. This is the story in the Bible of, you know, the serpent in the Garden of Eden. Mm -hmm. So why people are being taken up on the ships is to assist in the repair of their DNA okay. um, and just healing in general. Um, that's basically what we're doing. And it's just trying to wake people up. A lot of people report when they have contact experience, and, and I did this with somebody once, um, we say it's time for you to wake up. That's what it's about. It's the awakening to higher consciousness. Um, many, many years ago, Maris, the great teacher, gave us a teaching on what they refer to as the human ladder. And the human ladder is 
10 levels. The greys call them galactic levels, but they're not places mm -hmm. per se. They're levels of expanded conscious awareness. And Earth plane humanity, along with about a, third, a thousand other human life forms are on level one, which means we can access approximately 10% of our potential consciousness. And this is consciousness, this is not brains, consciousness. Okay. And this is intrinsically linked in with the around about 10% of our DNA that we have activated. When we evolve to level two, we'll be able to access 20% of our potential conscious awareness, 20% of our DNA will be activated. So this is what the contact with the genuine greys and other ETs is about at the moment. It's um, awakening more levels of DNA and consciousness in Earth humans to okay. enable us to, to um, ascend with the planet. So it's part of the ascension process. Interesting. I was just thinking about a book I read years ago and I can't remember who the author was. He was probably a grey. A shapeshifter like you because in this book this is a, i keep bouncing around a lot here i'm making odd noises yeah. <laughs> i don't know if it's me or what it is it's just let's see every time i'm let's see that's weird okay <laughs> i'm not picking anything up here <laughs> I have. it's the grays <laughs> it's the grays they're coming to get me um <laughs> <laughs> I don't hear it all the time. It's the grace. Yeah, After yeah. I get off here, you guys are going to really good show at the end. I'll just beam right, you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, this particular book uh, written by this guy, who, like I said, was probably a gray, um, had been that it, uh, it, it takes place in the future, and they were able, the doctors and scientists were able to go in when a baby, you know, was, was real tiny or even in the womb, and they were able to take out the genes that caused. Um, alcoholism and stuff like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. And so I just wonder if, like, when you're talking about, you know, our genes and how they did they want to fix the, you know, fi fix what the reptilians did, if that's not what they're doing. That's why, you know, you hear reports of, of them taking babies, you know, from, from the womb and stuff, is that they're trying to, like, like take all that stuff out. Yeah, in, but in a lot of cases with babies, um, they're they're actually getting um, more ET genetics added into their okay. DNA. Um, this, these are the star children that they talk right. about, and right. the hybrid children. So it's more to do with that. Um, it's like an upgrading of the whole human race by bringing in more. Like everyone's got ET genetics in it. That's what makes us human. Right, right, right. Um, what's your name? Um, Greg Braden talks about it in his book Human by Design how science has proven that earth humanity has had two chromosomes only two chromosomes change from chimpanzees uh, numbers two and eight to enable complex um, verbal speech and enhanced reasoning power so mm -hmm. what the ets are doing now they're doing more enhancement to enable earth humans to be able to access 5d fascinating Interesting. Yeah. Could it yeah. be too? And I was just thinking about that the other day. I was talking to somebody. The possibility that you know, because this disclosure thing with the with the government, which was mm. a joke, you know, the, mm. the U.S. government. But could it be that they're also like like you say the five D and, and they're enhancing everybody so that when there is a disclosure about the ETs, that no one's going to be running around terrified because we've been surrounded by them all these years. Like I it could be so, yeah. over across the street, you know, and then you're, you're adapted. It's like, oh, you're not so bad. It's cool, you know. Yeah, 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 that's right. And because more and more children are being enhanced with uh -huh. um, more DNA, and science has actually proven that. I was just reading in Mary Rodwell's book, The New Human, the other day, that a child was found in China who had a three-strand DNA 
and that's going back a few years now. So obviously more is happening all the time. So oh, yeah. the more this is happening um, and people like myself coming forward and speaking out, and this is why I love doing these interviews because it enables me to reach out to people and say, right. hey, I'm a grey, you know, I'm no different. You see me here as a human, you see me as a grey, I'm no different. Um you know, I'm not going to eat people. <laughs> the greys are vegetarians anyway. So, um, but um, yeah, that it, it is all part of the disclosure thing. And we, what we all reckon is that disclosure isn't necessarily going to come from the government. It's going to come from humans themselves. Sure. Who are just all opening up more and more. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, what was my oh yeah uh, when you talked earlier when we first started this you were talking about the good aliens and the bad aliens what aliens are we talking about okay the the bad aliens aren't aliens they're from down here okay all right <laughs> they're, okay. they're the reptarian okay. gotcha. group yeah gotcha and, yeah, gotcha yeah they they're the ones who are involved in the my labs the military abductions okay. um and Stephen Greer, Dr. Stephen Greer talks about this in his books. Um, they've created these beings, he refers to them as PLFs, programmed life forms. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> what they are, they've been manufactured down here from genetics taken from genuine Zetas who died in the, sh uh, the ship crashes like Roswell, etc. Okay. And these, these things have been bioengineered down here to resemble the greys and they're used in these fake abduction experiences to scare people. But the, the good ETs, we don't like the word aliens at the moment, where they don't <laughs> like <laughs> the good data, the ET, off-plan things, whatever. Um, we're here to try and explain this and help people to understand that, hey, that's not us, it's, it's these other ones. Cool, cool, cool. You know, I've always wondered about the creatures like Sasquatch and stuff like that and whether mm -hmm. that they were engineered too and, and they just let them loose because they didn't, they didn't know how to, how to handle them once, once they engineered them. Well, in actual fact, the Sasquatch were an earlier human um, race and they were actually removed from the planet um, to give give them protection from the reptarians. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, they've, they are often seen in company with the greys um, and they have learned to wor uh, work interdimensionally and they're very, very psychic. And this is the reason why they'll suddenly appear or they'll suddenly disappear. They just move in and out of the dimensions with ease. Mm -hmm. The greys have taught them to do that or bred them to do that. Um, and the majority of them are perfectly fine. You know, we're, we're trying to keep them safe. Right, which is why the people have been uh, reporting too that sometimes they, they see a blue light or something off to yeah. the side when they see them. Yeah, this is yeah. fascinating to me. This whole thing—it's it's fascinating. It's, it's you're lovely. so fascinating to talk to. You know about all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, it's a you know, wonderful you're really, subject. You really are. I'm not trying to turn anything into a joke. It's just you know, I'm just I'm trying. I like you. I like you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <Charlotte. laughs> and I love to meet someone like you who is very open to it. Oh yeah, I you know I don't have issues mm -hmm. about. It. I've always thought that there was a lot more going on than what than what we you know we're being told anyway. You know, because I know years ago, there was a magazine called Argosy Magazine. And I remember when I was a kid, back in the early 70s, and I don't know if they were fake or what, but they actually had photos of these aliens on the autopsy table. Right, right. So I don't know if those were you know from Roswell that they had snuck a camera in or what, but there were these photos. I mean, it could have been a movie, you know, a, a, a prop or whatever, but it yeah. was definitely on the front, on the front, in this, on the front, in this magazine. I remember seeing it as a kid. 
Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't actually surprise me if, yes, they had been manufactured, but they were based on what the, the, the bodies actually looked like. I think that might be the case. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, is, is it, do they take people against their against their will, like, like some people say? No, not the genuine ones. The MyLab okay. ones do, but not the genuine ones. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I've heard stories about the the reptilians, you know, that the, 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 they are the nasty ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The poor old the poor old reptilians have copped it like the poor old genuine greys. The real off planet reptilians are lovely people. I actually know a couple of them down here. Uh, I'm, the one I, I don't personally know I know of is a very, very good heart surgeon and a very kind, loving person. And I know another one who was a member of the police force and she's got in out of that and into animal protection, which is typical nice. reptilian. You know, they're very, they're a very protective race. They work as protectors for us too up on the ships. Um, but the negative reptarians down here, they're a different matter. They, they're not nice. Just out of curiosity, um, I know there have been reports like in the news, like for the star children, how the how a star child has a particular forehead, you know, and you can kind of tell, you know, people that have certain certain long foreheads might, you know, could possibly be of the alien race. Can you tell other than shape shifting if maybe you're I don't want to start a panic. Maybe <laughs> your your neighbor's a, 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 a alien? I, I can pick up from their energy. I don't sort of look at physical features so much. I would look at their energy, feel their energy. And yeah, I can I can feel if they are or not. Interesting. Wow. I'm learning so much tonight from you. <laughs> I, I don't sort of work on the physical level very much. You know, I pick up the energy. Um, same when I'm giving someone Reiki and doing an aura cleanse on them. We were taught a wonderful aura cleanse by one of the greys many, many years ago. It's actually up on our YouTube channel if people want to learn how to do it. Um, and people, some people can actually physically see the aura. I can't, but I can feel it as I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. That's just, gosh, that's just, you're overwhelming me with this stuff. This is great. Um, <laughs> when you're aboard the ship, you know, I mean, they, they obviously know you. Have you seen, I mean, like you talk about your relative, you know, you having relatives that, that are greys. Have, have you really been in contact? I mean, like like the one lady that, that, that was walking you as a kid. Have you seen, like, like I've, I've talked to star children that have been repeatedly abducted, and they've actually seen people that look like them on the ships that they're younger that that they think are their, are their offspring yeah i i haven't had that experience um i'm just really aware of a, a strong connection with all of them up there um I, I haven't i haven't got as much conscious memory of it as my friend jacqueline smith who's written her book she actually um got to meet her star parents and, and they used to take her up to the ship very regularly so she's got real good memory on that um, I haven't. I'm just aware of being up there and I just feel a family connection with all of them when I'm there. Um, of course, I have a deeper connection with my teacher. So, yeah. yeah. Jerry came in a little late today to the show, but she has a question that says, can a person be part alien and not know it? Oh, absolutely, for sure. Um, a lot down here don't realise that they are because they want to experience life completely as an Earth human, as I did as a child. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've, I've only woken up to my ET roots in this experience I had at age 30. It was like a walk-in experience, but it was actually part of my soul itself, that the ET part of my soul, my soul that came in. But there are plenty down here who aren't consciously aware. 
And there are a lot of people being taken up on the ships too who aren't consciously aware. But if they okay. have an interest in that, then it's you know they it's just about nine ninety nine percent sure that they are at least have some ET in them or they have experiences or something. Okay, yeah, thank you for answering that. Um, my other question was, you've been taken so or you've gone so I'm not going to say taken. You've gone so many times. How did they find you? Did it, is there an implant? In your body for, the, for them to find you or are you uh, at that state with your mental capa mental capabilities where they can just zero in on you yeah i, I do carry implants um okay. to keep me healthy and keep my energy system in balance um but i just go myself i think when i was younger i think the teacher used to come and pick me up um but now i'm an adult i just leave the body and go myself cool yeah hey, nice because there's such there's such an energy connection between us yeah. <laughs> It'd be nice if they come fix my heart. Come on, fix my heart. Come on. Come and get me. Put, put it out there. You never know. Come and some get people, me. Yeah, some people have had some great healings done. And, you know. I think this is wonderful. I mean, and how many times do you think that you've gone? Oh, just about every night. Every very, night. very regularly. Very regularly. I don't have all that much conscious recall because I'm working with only 10%. You know, her human brain can only register 10%. But when I wake in the morning, I have a vague memory of, of being up there. And it's interesting because my friend's daughter, who I was mentoring up there, she was given more conscious awareness and she would come back every morning, you know, that she saw me up there. So, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was good. Proof I've heard of that. I've heard of them people seeing each other up, you know, their, their physical beings up there. My yeah. other question is this, uh, because you obviously are here, you know, spreading the word for, for them. Now, after an interview like this, I mean, when, when you go tonight, after you go to bed, do they question you about stuff or, or are they, do they see this and then they sit you down and go, now, wait a minute, you figured on this way with it or, you know. Oh yeah, we, we do. We have like debriefing sessions for sure. Oh, yeah. I'll be on a yeah. shift tonight. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm beaming out tonight. I, I beat Elvis at it. Instead of being around the world, I'm going to be up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we do. We have a lot of discussions up there, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so what do they say? I mean, do they say, well, you should have said this differently? Or I thought, yeah, you know, I think you're doing really good at what, you know. Yeah, the word not out. really. No, no, they, they're always very complimentary. Okay. Well, very complimentary. You know, they, they you know, they, they never put you down. This is what I used to find human school down here particularly difficult, the way the teachers were a bit grumpy and you'd be punished if you got something wrong. And I remember one of the grey teachers actually came into the class of my friend's daughter. Her name's Kira, by the way. We talk about her in the Zeta message. The Zeta message is all about this contact experience with these mm -hmm. kids um, and the grey teacher came into her class once and he was horrified at the way the teacher was putting the kids down and yelling at them for getting things wrong and he made this com uh, comment he said that's no way to teach a person you shouldn't be teaching a person like that you know you've got to do it calmly and quietly and patiently and he was really upset about it <laughs> that's interesting that, that yeah I can see that because to me, you know, like the reports, you know, the, the grays are, like you say, the grays are very patient with people. Mm. Very mm. patient. You know, the, the, yeah. a lot of these reports that, that come out. Yeah. So is, is there a timetable when they have told you that they're going to go to full, uh, full disclosure with people? Or is it just it's going to be a gradual thing? No, it's a gradual thing. And it really is up to people down here. Um, the, 
they're very hesitant, you know, with all the negative stuff that's being put out about ETs down here, they are very hesitant. Uh, mm -hmm. And they're, they're not going to land on the White House lawn or whatever because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's an evolutionary process for Earth humans to shift from 3D up to 5D. And sure. evolution is driven always by a catalyst. <clears throat> and the catalyst is the need for people to awaken to be able to operate 5D. So the ETs aren't going to achieve anything by turning up in 3D form. Hey, here we are, you know, nuts and right. bolts, come and touch us. You know, the, the catalyst is for people to shift their awareness to a higher frequency so that they can pick up on these things. Absolutely. Here's another question. Can you request to be healed? Well, you can certainly ask, um, but it works very much the same as it does with Reiki. Um, Reiki can never go against God's will. Whenever we send Reiki to someone, we always, mm -hmm. you know, ex may it be accepted by their higher self for their highest good. So what people need to remember is often when we have an illness or something, there, there's a lesson behind it. We've taken it on as a lesson or we've taken it on as a way to balance karma. And in that case, the ETs are not allowed to interfere. In other okay. cases, yes, they can. So it's, it's no harm in asking. Oh, that's what I always think. No harm in asking. My other question is, do they have a sense of humor? Oh, <laughs> do I have a sense of humor? Do you have a sense of humor? <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. The grades, oh, yeah. We'll carry on up there teasing each other and having fun. It's, it's just lovely. It's just so loving and warm and kind and beautiful. And, and the well, mansions have more sense of humor. Oh. Well, it's because you know you were talking about the films that you know that we were talking, you know, the, the movies and the, and the things that made, don't make them look so good. I was just thinking when you were talking about movies, something like Mars Attacks. I mean, I, I just wonder what the <laughs> yeah. hell, what the heck they think of something like Mars Attacks. Oh, absolutely loved it. Absolutely, that was a wonderful. Was that the film where they the end to kill off the Martians? They drove around in yes. the old pickup truck with the yes. country western music. Yes. Oh, look, yes. I, I was just about rolling on the <laughs> just loved it, loved it. Because I'm not a big country and western fan myself. <laughs> if they want to get rid of this grey, that's what they could do. Tie me to a chair and play some of the country and western. I mean, some of it's beautiful, but other stuff's a bit. <laughs> yeah, I just wonder you know, what they would think of something like that. Because, you know. <laughs> oh, they love it. And the movie Paul. Have you seen the movie Paul? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Again, just about rolling on the floor. All, all the greys that I know down here love that movie. We'll recommend it. You've got to watch Paul. You've got to watch Paul. <laughs> That's cool because you know when you hear the reports of people being taken, the the, the greys are so serious. That's yeah. why it's neat to see that they have a sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably the fake ones. That's why they because they're just basically bio robots. You know, they wouldn't right. have any emotion or anything but even the real greys it's a little bit hard for the greys because the musculature in the face is different and you know the little mouth and the lower jaw doesn't move which is mm -hmm. why i had to have all that massage work done on my face to, to loosen things up um so they can't um physically show emotion and this this is a problem i remember once <clears throat> doing some work on a, on a fellow up on the ship and he was absolutely terrified when he saw me come in the room he just oh absolutely absolutely terrified and i was doing my darndest to try and crack a smile which i couldn't do and i was trying to telepathically get through to him hey look come on don't be scared i'm not going to hurt you but i could not get through to him it was like you know trying to you know talk through concrete he was just wrapped in this cocoon of fear 
So, mm-hmm. yeah, it is hard and people don't realise that, that the greys can't show emotion physically. But okay. it's not that we don't experience it. We do. We actually experience emotion very deeply, but we can't express it physically. What do you say to people that are afraid to be taken? Well, I just try and say to them, you know, look, I, I, I'm up there on the ship. You know, are you scared of me? You know, and I'm no different up there to how I am down here. I just try and say that to them. I don't think, you know, again, it goes back to media, you know, what people have been reporting, yeah, what people are yes, reading. Yes, and, yes. I mean, people are petrified. I mean, like, you look at the Travis Walton thing, and I, like, even, I know Fire in the Sky wasn't totally accurate. That's right, exactly, exactly. But, I mean, it was people, twisted when they think, or even Betty and Barney Hill's movie, you know, but when you when people think about the getting abducted, they're thinking about probes in their eyeballs, they're thinking about, you know, <laughs> pregnancy tests with long needles, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, some of the younger greys can be a little bit thoughtless when they're working with people. Um, as I was actually talking about this on an interview the other night, um, to, uh, the other day, to do with my friend's daughter, Kira. Um, she used to get visits by her tall grey teacher by the name of Boris. Right. And one night, one of the younger greys came in and she needed some healing. And without thinking, he just went straight for her throat, sort of straight in. And, of course, she woke up screaming in terror. Oris came running. Her mother came running. And this little grey just hadn't thought. All he was doing, his job was to come and give a healing. And he mm-hmm. didn't think, okay, you don't just go for a person's throat. So Oris sort of got him back and he said, look, you do it this way. And he demonstrated, just go touch her on the shoulder and just move across gently. Because as he explained, healing is often done by the ETs on the throat and on the ankles because they're the two parts in the body where the most meridians, you know, the energy meridians, the energy mm-hmm. system passes through. So by working on the throat and the ankles, you can give a person a very, very thorough healing. <laughs> so is that, I'm, so, I'm so fascinated by this. So is that why a lot of these reports will have like two greys standing at the table when they're doing these things? And a lot of people will say that when they go into distress, they'll, they'll, they'll notice that one grey communicates with the other grey and then things settle down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes, you normally get an older one, like a five-foot-tall one, uh-huh. um, overseeing little ones. I actually um, had an experience once when I was up on the ship teaching a couple of the little ones how to use a laser cutter. Again, I was talking about this the other day in an interview. Um, and I can't remember, it's happened so long ago, I can't remember if I was actually lying on the table myself or if I had my body on the table and I was standing behind it in my grey form. But they were, I was directing them. Um, they were making a cut with the laser thing around the lower part of my right leg. It was like a laser cutter. And um, I was directing them how to do it. And they sort of got down to a certain point and they couldn't go any further. So I was saying, no, you've got to turn my leg, turn my leg, and you'll be able to get under. Anyway, the next morning I woke up with a very, very vague memory of something going on up there, but I couldn't quite remember it. And we were actually going to the beach that day. So I went to put some suntan lotion on my legs. And when I did, I found this massive, long, thin cut right around the, almost around half my lower right leg, all sealed with little blisters, absolutely dead straight. And wow. in those days, we had no phone cameras or anything. I didn't have a camera, so I couldn't take a photo of it. And I uh-huh. curse myself to this day that I didn't get a photo because it was really impressive. <laughs> so what they'd done, I, I've been teaching them how to do the cut and then how to seal it. Um, and there was no pain involved. It healed up very, very quickly, but I did have a scar for a couple of years after. 
So when you talk about no pain with this stuff, I mean, how do they do that? Is, is it a mental thing where, where, where they, they they do something you know mentally so that you're not in pain? Is, yeah. Is that aesthetic or, or what? What? Sort of. Yeah. They they um they can they work on the energy body to take the pain away. Okay. No, they just deaden the nerves in the area. Yeah. Okay. And how yeah. old can greys live to be? I'm oh, sorry. How old can they live to be? Oh, oh. Um, the little ones up to about three to five hundred years. The older ones, my goodness. We asked one of ours once how old he was, and he said, "Oh, about a million years." <laughs> but I'm not sure if he meant, um, you know, <clears throat> just one our life time or, or because they time. think, you know, the reincarnation. Of course, so he might have meant several lives. I'm not quite sure what he meant, but yes, they can live for at least a thousand years. So my ne- now that leads into my next question. They've been visiting since ancient times. Yes, yes. So if they're living that long, have you had a chance to talk to them about how their perspective on how they've seen us evolve? Oh, look, I've sort of written a bit of a book about that. You know, my my third latest book, Extraterrestrial Presence on Earth, sort of covers that. It's the history of Earth. There it is. I'm batting a thousand today. See that? <laughs> yes, it, it goes back quite a long time. Well, 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 a long, long time because there's been about five Genesis events on Earth. Those humans that we know now, modern humans, are, are the very, very latest ones. But there's been others before them because that's that's where this reptilian group <coughs> comes in they were around the time of the dinosaurs that's when, that, that's when they were bioengineered and developed mm-hmm. that's it i mean I, I just find you so interesting to talk to you because you've been <laughs> there you you remember being there you know you're you're a shape shift you know shift your back and forth with the grays and stuff um <laughs> Have you, I know you talked about the woman that had seen you on the ship. Have you seen anybody on the ship that that, that you know and remember? Yes, I have on several occasions, yeah. yeah. There's several of us down here who know each other down here and we work together up there. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. And some, sometimes so. one of us will come back with one memory and another will come back with another memory. And when we put them all together the next morning via email or phone, it all sort of matches up. Now, when you have your meetings with them, how, how many of uh, the, I'll say elders, you know, the ones that are in charge at, at, attend the meetings? How big yeah. are these meetings? Oh, all, all, all sizes. <laughs> sometimes it's just, just a few of us, sometimes it's one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, like before my uh, contact experience back in, in uh, 1983, um, I actually had a meeting the week before with my teacher. And um, it was very, very full on because it was going to be like a walk-in experience. He had to get my permission for them to be able to go ahead. Um, and because I'd made it as a pre-birth um, choice, they had to check up again if I was still okay with it and if I wanted to go ahead with it. So we had quite a long conversation. He explained to me what they'd be doing and the, you know what the experience would be like and how it would affect me. And they went, he had to go through all that with me. And then I had to say, yes, I'm happy to go ahead with it. I want to I'm going to continue. So, yeah. Cool. Hmm. Now, um, if you can just disclose this one, what's next for our evolution? Like you say, you know, did they want us to get us into this 5D? But what's the next steps that that that, that they want to take to get us there? Uh, well, it is basically that um, it's it's 
it's a very, very slow process. And what's going on at the planet at the moment is a real test. It's a real Armageddon test. But um, this Armageddon thing has all been misinterpreted. It's nothing to do with a religious war. It's a war within ourselves between love and fear. And for us to be able to operate in 5D, we need to be able to move past the fear and embrace the love. And this is a free will choice for everyone. No one can dictate that to us. It's a, it's a real inner heart choice. And so that's what's going on at the moment. So the greys never like to predict the future because the future is very, very malleable because the, the, the one thing that they keep pushing and pushing and pushing ad nauseum is that, and as quantum physics is now proving, we create our own reality by the way we think. And so thinking, choosing to think in a way of love rather than a way of fear will depend on, you know, however we choose will depend on the way we go in the future. Fantastic. This hour has blown by. It has. It's flown. Oh, it was it? fun. Fantastic. Thank you so <laughs> much. I mean, I'd like to get you on here again and talk more. I could, I could pick your brain all day. Oh, I'd love to, Charlotte. Love okay, to. fair enough. How can people <laughs> find you? Oh, look, we've got a website. Um, ufograyinfo.com and the grey is spelt with an E in the Aussie way, Australian way ufograyinfo.com um, we've also got a YouTube channel which is youtube.com slash user the Zeta message and the Zeta message is all one word with a capital T a capital Z and a capital M so I'll just say that again youtube.com slash user slash the Zeta message. We also have a Facebook page, The Zeta Message, and I have a page, Judy Carroll. Fantastic. And where can we get your books? From Amazon. Um, my first three books, um, The Zeta Message, Human by Day, Zeta by Night, and, and um, ET, uh, Extraterrestrial Presence on Earth are all available as print books. And my latest two books is a uh, entitled An Interview with an Alien, comments by an undercover ET, which is available as an ebook, and the other companion copy that was published at the same time, Cosmic Spirituality, Blending Religion and Science in Oneness from an Off-Planet Perspective, and that's also available as an ebook. If they go into our, our website, ufograyinfo.com, they can find out more about them from there. I think you can even order them through the website. Fantastic. Again, thank you so much, Judy. I appreciate it. This was, I learned so much from you. Oh my. Like I said, I could talk to you for another hour and just keep going. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, it was all my pleasure, Charlotte. I, I love, I really appreciate having the chance to come into these shows and talk. I love all right. It. Well, thank you very much and have a good rest of the day. Same to you. Bye. All right. Bye bye. <laughs> All I can say is, wow, that was fantastic. If you guys like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five people anyway, okay? Oh, I forgot. See, I keep giving ahead of myself. Our guest tomorrow, we're shifting. Well, we're not kind of shifting gears. We're kind of shifting gears. We're going to have Ro uh, Robbie Holtz on tomorrow. That's H-O-L-Z. And she's going to talk about how you can contact your guardian angels. So we're going to have, so she's going to be on with us tomorrow, same time, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. And uh, if you like the show, now we'll go into that. If you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it anyway with five people because we're equal opportunity here at California Haunts Radio. And please subscribe to our YouTube page. Please do that. You know, there's a little, uh, when you go in there and, and, and you're looking at our videos, there's, there's, a little, there's a little ghost on there with, with a magnifying glass. And that's our, that's our ghost investigation guy. 
And so uh, click on that, and it'll make you a subscriber because you know we we, we really want to build this thing up, and and the, and the momentum's growing more and more and more. So I'm real excited to say that, and and the people that are backing me, as my producers, are excited to say that. So yeah, you know if if you could do that, I appreciate it. It is running up on the first of the month at this point. Like I said at the beginning of the show, California Haunts Radio is a nonprofit organization. Well, California Haunts itself is a nonprofit organization, and California Haunts Radio uh, expenses and equipment expenses come out of my pocket. So if you could find it kindly in your heart to donate a little bit to keep us on the air and keep us going, that would be great. And you can do that at paypal.me at California Haunts. Or if you have a Venmo, it's really easy. Just go, go into your Venmo account and just type in California Haunts and boom, it's, it's right there. But I'd really appreciate it. Again, I appreciate you guys coming. In fact, what's going to start happening now is that uh, we're going to start getting our Patreon up and running. And the Patreon is going to be uh, guests like Judy Carroll coming in for special interviews, as you guys can see. But it can only be done from Patreon. So uh, we're going to start getting that going, get that arranged. But I want to thank you guys for coming tonight. And I will see if I remember remembered everything. I think I did. <laughs> Sometimes I get ahead of myself. But I want to thank you guys for coming tonight. And again, please, please, please subscribe. Ah, yes, visit the website. That's what it was. Visit www.californiahauntsradio.com. All our videos are there. Uh, this video will be posted on the front of there uh, in about an hour. And you can click on that. If you click on this video, it's going to take you to the other videos in uh, on YouTube that you can subscribe to and all that good stuff. Plus, all the archives are there. Any events that we have upcoming, I'm going to be teaching uh, two psychic development classes, a basic psychic development class, kind of like a starter class, and a more advanced class I'm going to teach this month. Also, and then Stephanie Page Belson, our medium, and I are going to put together another seance reading thing uh, probably toward mid-month for January. So that's coming up as well. But again, I'm going to be quiet so you guys can go finish off your evening. And uh, don't forget to uh, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. I will see you tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Pacific.